What's up, everybody? This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. And today I'm talking to Diana. She is a financial influencer and a budget coach known as Money Boss Mama on Instagram. What's up, Diana? Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me to be on here. I'm excited. Yes, girl, I'm happy for you to tell your story. I have been following you for a minute. And I just keep seeing your posts on my feed. I'm like, yes, I love this. Yes, I love this. Who is this? Like, oh, this is Money Boss Mama again. Like, I need to connect with her. What is her? Yeah. <laughs> First yes. of all, well, good. That means that they're showing up or I'm not just wasting yes. my time too. Girl, yes. For those of you who don't know already, Diana's on Instagram as Money Boss Mama. Um, definitely go follow her. Mama spelled M-A-M-A. Obviously, Money and Boss are pretty straightforward. And she has over 16,000 followers. Like, this is amazing that you're creating content you know to help specifically women improve their financial lives and you've been able to just get such a following this is incredible yeah. so girl I want you to talk all about it but first okay. <laughs> before we do um I always love to start the show with just two really juicy questions because I feel like people see somebody like you or somebody like mm -hmm. me with a platform around money and finances and budgeting and they just think that we have always had it together yeah and I'm like no people are human we have financial mistakes and regrets and you know, we were financially messy and so I like opening with that just for relatability um so tell us about a time where you made your biggest financial regret that you have to this day maybe it was a purchase or a service experience that you paid for it was just way too much money and you wish you could take it back to this very day so I would say that a lot of people don't even know that I am a recovering shopaholic. And I always mm -hmm. say recovering because you're never really cured of it. You just have, <laughs> a, you, you're just able to now recognize what's triggering you to want to go out and spend and redirect those thoughts. So I, like I was on vacation way back when it was years ago and I was still new on my debt-free journey so I didn't have it all together and mm -hmm. I didn't have all the all the strategies and mindsets rules right. that I have to keep myself from blowing my money so you know when the sun is out everyone's out I think like with Florida they had a, uh, an outlet mall and we're from Arkansas like we're not used to that we didn't have an outlet mall mm -hmm. at that time yeah. We have this little teeny tiny mall. So, you know, the wind's <laughs> blowing, the weather is nice. And then everyone's out and they're shopping. And I'm the only one on my family, even still, that's on that was on a debt-free journey. And so we go into the Michael Kors store and I oh. buy this bright yellow Michael Kors purse. And it was completely off impulse. I knew I couldn't afford it. So I put it on a credit card and it was about Ooh. $300. Yes, a yes. complete waste. That's not as bad. I was. That's not as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting you to say three thousand. I was supposed to be like, oh, no, I wasn't that crazy. So <laughs> even even still, three hundred dollars. That was a lot for somebody with my income. Yeah. yeah, and it's a lot for a purse for an average person. Like if I'm a celebrity and I, you know. My, my wardrobe and my fashion sense and all that is part of like my image and my income yeah. and me generating a certain persona. Like, sure, I'll go ahead and drop $300 on a purse. Sure. But me, my regular behind self, I'm not J-Lo. Right. I, I don't need $300 purse. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I don't even have nowhere to go to show right. this purse off. I need a $30 purse with $300 in it. Okay. Period. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Oh, man. So, so you feel like it was literally just an impulse buy. Like you just felt like you needed it. So you just got it. Yeah, it was a nice day out. 
we were out and about and I was like, well, I want to be part of the experience too. So I, I went and got me a, a $300 purse on a Discover credit card. Uh, man, Discover yep. got you. Discover is like one of those companies, like the the one that everybody gets their first credit card with, with yep. Discover because they say yes to everybody. Yeah. They just give you, and then you get a credit card, you get a credit card, you get a, <laughs> Discover is like the Oprah of credit cards. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it was so easy to get. So I'm like, well, I got money on here. Right. I just right. want to swipe it. Girl, I feel you on that. I remember in college and even after college, I used to just spend all my credit cards. And it, it's something in your mind where you feel like it's your money, but you also yeah. kind of feel like it's not because it's not coming out of your checking account. So it doesn't hurt as much, but you still feel yeah. like you got it. You got it because your name's on the credit card. So it's, here, it's, the, yeah. it's this weird thing. It's a, this, this back and forth between it's not my money, but it feels like my money, but it doesn't hurt me like my money would. And ugh, I just, yeah, credit cards can be messy. They are messy. They'll get you. Definitely. You got to have like your system, you have to have, you know, your self-control. You got to know when you're spending how much, everything like that. Definitely. Um, Okay. So what about on the flip side of that situation, a time where you, you maybe spent a lot of money, uh, you know, and maybe somebody else might look at your situation like, Diana, you're crazy. I don't think you should have spent that much, but for you, it was worth it. And you would do it again because it's something that you don't regret, even though it might've been a little costly. So mine is a little different because it started off as a regret, but it wound up being like a huge blessing. And I would have to say my auto loan. So Ooh. I jumped into an auto loan. It was my first ever debt with what welcomed me into the world of debt. And I got it at 18. So I was 18 years old, fresh out of high school. And I decided I didn't want my little clunker no more. Right. And so... Uh, you know, we go through those phases where we're we're young. We think that what you have equates or equals to success. So right. I wanted a new car like all of my other old classmates. And I feel like I'm busting my butt here. So I deserve it. I was a Sonic car hop. I think my paychecks were like $500. Mm-hmm. And so um, we go to the the car dealership and I get finally after being denied by many because I have no credit my mom has bad credit um we finally land a car dealership that says yes and it was like a a used car but it was nice it was 14,000 but the way that they said it to me like oh it's just xyz for 30 something months and then I'm like, so they oh sold God, you on this? the monthly amount. They didn't say the way, they said, oh, you know, this monthly payment is really small. So you yeah. can manage it. Of course. And my, you know, it was like a five-year loan and the way they put it in months instead of years, I couldn't calculate it that fast. So I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. Every month. Yeah. Every month. And then when I started realizing that it was taking up one full paycheck a month for years, then I'm like, okay, this turned into a regret. But if I had never had that auto loan, um, then I would have never been thrust into the world of personal finance. I would have never went online to learn about what an interest rate was, what a loan was, how it works, how lenders work, how to increase my credit score so I could refinance. Like it was literally that one thing that made money boss mama. So that was a a purchase that I do not regret whatsoever. Wow, I love that. It is in some way a regret, but that you don't regret because of the fact that it was your entry point to the world of getting money right, you know? I love that. I, I guess, you know, I get, I get this question a lot about 
because I had like over $20,000 of credit card debt when I was in you know, my 20s and I was a mess. And every time I tell my story, people always ask me like, girl, do you, do, would you go back in time? If you could go back in time, would you undo, like, would you not do all the credit card mistakes? Would you graduate with like no debt? Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know what? I don't know if I could say yes, because if I, if I said yes to that, where would I be today? Yeah. I probably would never have learned about personal finance and, and like had to struggle to fix my credit and struggle to stop, you know, being obsessed with credit card spending and actually manage a budget and learn about saving. I don't know if I would have, like, it was a, a happy, I guess, uh, what do you call it? Like a mistake that works, like a happy mistake because it actually taught me something. Yeah. So I, I, I completely agree with your perspective. I, it makes sense to me in that, that situation. Yeah, and I think a lot of us have to go through that struggle period where we're so uncomfortable and so miserable and barely making ends meet to really be like, okay, I need to get my money together. And that was what that struggle period was for us. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I'm I'm so glad that you you used a different example because usually people be like, oh yeah, girl, I spent five hundred dollars on this and it was worth it. No, for you, it actually was something that propelled you into personal finance. I really like that. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit about um, your your brand. Tell us about Money Boss Mama. So you said because of that, Money Boss Mama was born. So mm-hmm. was it like a just it just clicked for you, and you're like, I just have to start telling people stuff and sharing tidbits. Like, how was it actually born? And then what made you decide to really actually go all the way and make it a public thing? Because some people do it, you know, where it's like a little club. You know, maybe their friends and their family participate, but. No, you went all out over 16,000 yeah. people on Instagram and you're very public with, you know, your tips and your information. So what made you uh, kind of make motivated to make that decision? Uh, well, I've been blogging for about four or five years. So when I actually yeah. started my debt-free journey in 2016, mm-hmm. I knew that I needed a way to hold myself accountable. So I did have a previous blog. It was private, you know, like everybody else's. But when I switched <laughs> to a debt-free journey, I started a website called A Debt-Free Journey. And then on there, I would just share my little monthly debt check-ins and it started to catch fire with like one or two people, which was probably me on my cell phone that was reading it. (laughs) (laughs) But then I realized like the one or two people that would actually come by and read my little debt check-ins, they would ask me questions. And as I'm learning, like I'm helping them as well. And then I realized like, okay, well, this is really fun to me. This is fun to me. I'm in this place where I'm completely obsessed mm-hmm. with my finances. And yeah. so because I was helping other people who were who wanted help with their finances, I decided to shift gears and I started to create how-to posts on that little website. That. Mm-hmm. And those start catching fire. So I, I had that, a debt-free journey for about two and a half years. And then in 2018, I was like, well, what if I push this further? What if I narrowed it down to women? Because I started to analyze my audience as women. They're like young or middle-aged women because my story, they resonate with it. Exactly. And so I created Money Boss Mama because I wanted to talk about money, being a boss. I feel like I was becoming the boss of my life and I was a mom. So it was like three niches in one. But when I joined Instagram, it's so funny. They actually changed my my the route that I was going with with money boss mama they just started saying money boss mama as if I was a money boss mama not three separate words or (laughs) three separate niches so I was I I went with it I was like okay well I'm money boss mama and just me 
being vulnerable, I felt like in the beginning, I couldn't really resonate with a lot of stories because I was young. I'm, I'm black, number one. And I was a single mom. I was on one income. Mm. I didn't have a husband to live on his income so we could right, save. Right, dual income. It'd be great. That'd, that'd be yeah. great. got dual I'm income. Saying, Amazing. Yeah. But, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm, I'm, I'm not at that place yet. And so I could not resonate with their story. So I'm like, I know there's someone out there like me you know, that needs to see this so that it can motivate them to go about their own journey. And the the strategies they were using, it wasn't working for me because I wasn't making enough. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to show them that they can do it a different way. And it literally, when I joined Instagram, which was me sweating when I pressed um, making the (laughs) account, because I'm like, nobody's going to want to hear what I'm saying. This is Instagram. They want to see IG models, right? So I literally didn't think anyone was going to care. And then as I'm sharing and I am gaining followers, I'm like, okay, I'm on to something. And you know that motivates you to keep going. That's right. You're creating value and people know. I love that. It's crazy. It is because I mean, the thing is, it's really just that fear. That fear probably kept you from creating the account for a little while. So you finally just said, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And then boom, there you go. The followers come and the, you know, the su- supporters is what it is. Yeah. I, I don't like followers, that word. I always wish it said supporters because I really do feel like what people are doing is supporting the yeah. work that you're doing and really wanting, you know, to just see you grow. And the more you create content, the more you support them. It's about supporting each other. So I, I really don't like the follow, follow me, follow you, follow back. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I wish it was more about support. And so yeah, I think that you create a value for them and they support what you're doing and, and you know, you continue to support them. So I, I, I definitely hear that, like getting over that fear in, in your story. You're like, oh, like I didn't know. And I finally just did it. That is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So many and people I wish I would have done it sooner. You yeah. wish you would have done it sooner. You wish you would have done it sooner. That's right. I love it. I, I was just about to say, a lot of people out here with a great idea, but- they just, that fear keeps them from executing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They're never going to get over that fear. I'm still sweating bullets, even on my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl, it's, it's true. Be there. Yeah, that is very true. It's true. All right, so tell us a little bit about your backstory. Like, I think for people to hear where you are now, it's amazing, you know, to be a Black woman who's a single mother, to be doing it, to be sharing what you're doing, helping other people make smarter financial choices and giving people resources. That's amazing. But you haven't always been where you are. Like, tell us about your backstory. Maybe um, a little bit about your upbringing. You said that you grew up in Arkansas. What was that like early life, um, you know, for baby Diana? And any, like, specifically any early money lessons that you remember or, like, what you picked up about money based on how you grew up? So early Diana was in the country. And I'm still, that's why I still don't, I'm like, 16,000, what? Like, I I don't know what. I'm doing half the time. I'm just doing it out of what I feel right in my spirit, right? right. Um, But I really don't remember any type of money lessons until my mom left my dad. So uh, at the end of third grade, literally, I came home and he's sitting on the couch. He's like, this is your last day in this house. Your mom got an apartment. I'm like, okay, well, oh, oh, okay. And so- it was a shock for us, but it was also a shock for her because 
she was mostly a stay-at-home mom. My dad handled the finances. He mm-hmm. was the provider. He's just a natural-born provider. It's how he was raised. And so now she's along with three kids, and she doesn't have the financial education that she needs. So I watched her struggle. We went from being like a middle-class family to now my mom's struggling she's sleeping on the floor because she can't afford a bed and we're having to leave grocery carts full of groceries I say this all the time at the checkout line because she didn't have enough for groceries to go through and now she would never really say much her or my dad would never really say much but you know when you take those trips down memory lane they don't have to say it they don't have to say it for that to to affect you and so I had grown gotten to this place as a teen where I did not like asking people for money because I saw my mom having to beg my dad for money or Mm. other men for money so we can get Mm. school supplies and food and stuff like that so I was like "Eh, I'm gonna work for it on my own because I don't like that grimy feeling of having to ask for it or beg Mm. for it And then growing up, my dad has always been a side hustler. I didn't even know what side hustling was at the time, but he's, what do they call it? A a three, a neogram three, something like that, where you can't stay still and you always Mm got to be working, always got to be working. So that was him, side projects all the time to bring in money. And so when I'm 16 uh, or a teenager, I'm I'm figuring out, you know, when I'm low on money, what can I do to make up that gap and so I'm a natural born side hustler because of what I was watching but still I got to this place where it was super unhealthy because I always felt like I never had enough I never had enough there was never going to be enough because I grew up in a scarcity based household with my mom never having enough and it was this I've got to work my butt off fear because if I don't I'm not going to be able to afford groceries and I'm going to be sleeping on the floor Mm. and I was, I was making money, you know, when you're young, you have no responsibilities, really, you're still in your Mm -hmm. mom's house, no kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a shopaholic. That's where that came from. (laughs) Shopaholic, eating fast food, whatever I wanted. But when my daughter came, it was like, my world crashed. I'm responsible for this human being now. And my money is not my money. And I didn't realize that I'm broke until I had her. (laughs) you know you Mm. think you're grown so I moved out I'm a broke college student I have one child I'm still giving up one paycheck to my auto loan because I Mm. can't get rid of that thing don't forget about that I'm living I'm living off one paycheck having to support myself off one paycheck and I'm working part-time so my one strategy was always using extra money so I'm I'm using extra money to pay up bills to pay up my auto loan just so it would those months when it's not tax refund time or school refund time, I can live. So Mm -hmm. that was, that was dying a pre debt-free journey. Didn't have any money, barely anything left over after her paychecks and struggling. Like most of, most of most people, United States, like we're we're struggling. You're right. That's so true. So it, it, it was really the baby, right? It was really the baby that made you realize what your actual financial situation was. But then what was the moment where you were like, I have to change my ways because if I don't, 
I'm not gonna be able to provide better for my baby. Like what was the what was that that realization where it really struck you? Like, okay, I have to have to start budgeting and I have to start really getting serious about yeah. planning out my finances. So I think it was me realizing that I was looking like my mom. Hmm. And I was keeping my daughter in that same rotation because I became that person. I'm sleeping on a blow-up bed uh, hmm. for a little while. I have no money. I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford groceries. Like I looked like my mom, which was my fear. And so I'm like, I'm looking at my daughter. I'm like, I, this is, I can't do this anymore. This has to break. And I'm looking at my circumstances. Like, okay, I see you. I see you. I recognize you. But what if I just pushed it? What if I just went for it? And let's see where that takes me. Cause I've literally got nothing to lose. So yeah. that was what forced me into, I've got to do better. I can't keep her in yes. that rotation. Mm, I love that. That's it, it pretty much, I mean, I, I don't have children and I definitely did not have that experience growing up with a single mom because my, you know, I had both of my parents, but um, that same, what you just said resonates with me because when I finally hit a point where I was like, I can't keep living like this, like I had so much credit card debt. I was just in such a mess. I was like, I need to, something needs to change. It was because of my fear. I didn't want to continue the cycle. I didn't want to repeat the cycle again the cycle of poverty, like my parents coming here to this country, not having access to, you know, a lot of things. And then me repeating that again and be the next generation, but you haven't moved forward. That yeah. was so scary to me. And I like, it's so funny where you said, like, I realized I was becoming my mom. I was doing the same things as her. If that would be literally, that would be repeating the cycle yeah. and the cycle of struggle, the cycle of poverty, the cycle of being trapped in a situation where you're literally living paycheck to paycheck. If you, you know, you get in a paycheck coming in, and I, yeah, like, I just feel like that is definitely something that I feel like motivated me as well, because I, it was more so I just could not imagine another five years, another 10 years and me still yes. being like that. I was like, oh, God, no. I can't, I can't let I it can't. happen. No, you got, and, and at that point you realize, okay, other people have, have had to have figured this out before me. Let yeah. me tap into that, right? There's no way that there's no information out there about how to fix this problem. I, you know, I wonder too, like about how, when you first started, like, what was your go-to? Like, what did you, how did you get into it all? Like, was it a specific financial person, a book, a course? Because it's always interesting to me when I hear people that are like, yeah, one day I was a mess and then I just decided I'm gonna change my life. Okay, but then how, what did you do? Like, yeah. how did you do it? <laughs> what were the early things that you really invested your time in? Well, with me, like I said, I'm always the eyeball, but I had nobody that I looked up to for a while, which is why mm -hmm. I created my, my little blog. I completely self-taught myself. I guess I looked up to Google. Uh, I did have <laughs> that little background when I was yeah. trying to uh, lower my auto loan payment. So I did have that knowledge of a loan and how interest worked. Um, but when it came to budgeting and all of that, I really was just on Google for the most part. And with Google kept popping up these blogs, like all, all of these mm -hmm. blog sites, because blogs were popping then. They were, and so yes. I was just, I would take what they would say and I would use little parts that fit my situation. And I kind of just made all of these moving parts, my complete yeah. financial picture and did it that way. And then like when I started on Instagram, I realized that there were all these gurus but by that time, I, I think that I pretty much had a system, so it it, it didn't really yeah. make a huge you had your, difference. You had something that worked, right? Yeah, blog sites for sure. 
That's great. You know, I, it's, it's, it's great to hear that because I always do find that people sometimes over rely on like, you know, one specific person or one specific book. And so it's awesome that you, even early on, you were pulling bits and pieces from all these sources and saying, how can I make these things? How can I take a little bit and make it work for me? Put together yeah. my own puzzle using all these pieces that I know is going to work for my situation. And then now you kind of, you, you really have kind of crafted this thing that works for you. And now you're able to share with other people like, okay, I pulled from yeah. all these places, but I figured it out <laughs> in a way that works for me. If you have a similar situation, boom, here, here, here's how it works. And yeah. that's, you know, again, like, I feel like it's probably the, the best way to do it. So you're not like literally just digesting what one person said. Copy and just, pasting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then wondering why it's not working. Exactly. And to saying, fit your need. Exactly. And I, I feel like I'm the same way because my fir- my very first um, like mistake was similar to yours was like a bunch of debt. It was a credit card debt. And then I remember I was like in a Dwayne Reed or I don't remember Walgreens, CVS, something like that. And I was in the store buying a bunch of just crap. I used to spend a lot of money, just candles, lotion, whatever, like just random stuff. And I remember I was about to go pay. And then I look over at the magazine rack and there was books there. And I saw one book said Women and Money by Susie Orman. And I was like, you know, I'm a woman and I have really been, you know, struggling with the money thing. Let me, let me yeah. see what this book is about. So I just started reading the first few pages while I was in line. And by the time I get to the front counter to go pay for myself, I was like, okay, I'm going to put this lotion back. I don't need these candles, but I want this book. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to buy this book. And it was $9. Girl, that book was, it was like, I soaked it all in and I was like, I want more. I want more. Yeah. And I just started reading more books. It's addicting. It is because it's like a whole new world. It's like a whole other language that you've never been exposed to before. And yet it's can make so, so much uh, positive impact on you so quickly. So yeah, girl, for me, I just kept soaking it in. I was like, okay, I want, now I want to read blogs. I want to watch videos. I want to add everything. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it literally opens up like a can of worms. Like you just go down this rabbit hole. Exactly. And especially with the internet, like, and books too. I mean, you start reading one book, you read another book, you read a recommended book, a similar book, of course. But with the internet, it's even more of a rabbit hole. Click, 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 you find so many things. Click, 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 click. (laughs) Literally, you end up like five clicks later, you're looking at some random. How did I get here? What am I looking at? Like, (laughs) I thought I was looking for a budget. Now I'm looking at somebody's like whole life drama with that. Like, you just end up somewhere (laughs) somewhere totally random. Um, Okay, well, I I definitely want to know. I think I have. There's a little bit of context here as to the upbringing and the experience that you had being the fuel to say to, to like really for you to say, I am really not about to repeat this whole cycle. Like I need to be the change. I need to be the reason why it's different. But then you decided to start uh, Money Boss Mama. And I feel like for me, a lot of times what I realize is like when it's your own personal thing and you keep it private, that's great. Most people just don't necessarily want to go public with it like that. Yeah. And, you know, because it's, it's a lot of private stuff and especially, especially money because money is so taboo. So I'm curious to know, like, what was it like when it first really started popping off, you know, more followers, more supporters, more people like, and you're, and you're publicly telling people about your financial moves and like, you know, tips and tricks, like, did that, did that motivate you more that it was a public brand or was it like, oh oh my goodness, like now everybody's going to see and know because of that money taboo. Like, what was that? kind of thinking in your mind about about the situation um I will say in the beginning it was embarrassing it it was embarrassing because it was a new platform that I was on and I'm 
we're basically like putting all of our business out there, right. you know? And I knew that people from my personal life would oh my see my God. name and they're mm. like clicking and then they look at my posts that are coming up. I'm like, what is this girl doing? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was embarrassing, but I, I think that I was able to push past that little bit of embarrassment because I had already made public sacrifices. So I had already stripped myself down. I was already like two and a half, three years into my debt-free journey. And I had already made those sacrifices where I moved into a crappy apartment. I Mm -hmm. looked a hot mess because I couldn't afford the the clothes and the sew-ins and everything Mm -hmm. else that I had before because I was in the thick of my journey and I I was trying to get out of debt. That was number one. And I'm taking care of kids. So because I had already gone through that embarrassment of how you remember me is no longer how I am right now because I'm in a transitional phase. I was able to push past it on Instagram. And I'm like, I know the the outcome that I have, my my reason for doing it. And I feel like me building up a community and showing other people, you know, you can do it too when you're in this situation. It's more important than me shelling up because, oh, uh, Kim, Kim K from high school is looking at me and now she sees my income on Instagram, Mm. you know? Yes. Yes. So that was, yeah. Girl, you just said a quote that I'm going to steal and I'm going to use it because I love it. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm going to quote you on it though, when I do, I promise. But you said how you remember me is no longer how I am. Yeah. You just said it like on a whim, but that is such a powerful statement because there is so much about what we fear about putting ourselves out there is what other people are going to think of us, but most especially people that don't know us. If you or people that know us, if you don't know me, I don't care what you think. You don't know me. It's yeah. the people that know me that I don't want them. I don't want them to judge. I don't know what they're going to think about me and what they're going to say about me. And so it's so funny that instead of focusing on, oh, what are they going to say about me? What are they going to think about me? Instead, take a position of, well, it don't matter because the way they remember me is no longer how I am. Yeah, I actually don't know the new me, so I don't care because now they're part of this group of people who don't know me. Yeah, right. And so I love that it's it's empowering in a way where it's like you really don't have to focus so much on what other people think about you, and really just focus on how you are right now, where you're at, and just live in that. That's what matters. Exactly. Exactly. Show up for those who are where you're trying to go, and they are trying to do what you're doing show up for those people yes you know so that that's what I was repeating to myself just keep showing up I love that I love that that's amazing all right so then I would love to hear a little bit about your life now before we wrap up because our girl we could talk forever but I want to hear about like life now because I imagine there's a lot going on right it's the middle of a pandemic like what is a day-to-day or week-to-week life for you now you're still mom of course you got all that going on you have money boss mama which is growing every day like what are the things that you focus your time on your energy on how does like a typical day or week look for you so it is it's crazy because I'm <laughs> I have I'm like my dad I've got to be doing 50 million things so typical week is I still have my day job so but thank god we're at home so i get to juggle that between uh money boss mama and what i do in the daytime so throughout the week i do work with clients so i have four right now so i'm working on helping them just with their budgets and everything and then i also schedule some time in to do the youtube and making sure that i show up on instagram as well and i also have you know my personal plans which is 
saving and saving for a rental property. Um, so it's crazy, but I would say it's the craziness that's completely worth it because it's the type of crazy that I prayed for, you know, and now yes. I'm here. Now yes. I get to execute. I love that. I love that because I sometimes I just be like, oh God, I work all the time. I work all the time. Like I, I'll get up, I get on the computer, I do my, do my day job. Then I'm like, all right, I have all these other projects. But yeah. at the end of the day, when I, when I have those thoughts, I'm like, all right, but if you weren't doing this, what else would you be doing? And then I realized it's the same thing. I would still be wanting to talk about personal finance. I would still yeah. be wanting to meet amazing people like you, interesting women who have amazing financial stories. I would still be wanting to do all these things that I'm doing. So it reminds me how actually I'm blessed to be able to yeah. work doing the things that I used to wish I could make money doing, you know? So it's a, it's a beautiful reminder, especially at a time like right now in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Everybody's stuck at home, kind of going a little crazy, but yeah, reminding yourself to make time for the things that you're actually passionate about is so important. Yeah, schedule it yeah. in, make it work. That's right, that's right. And if somebody like you who's so busy as a single mom could make time for not just your day job, not just your kids, not just your personal responsibilities and goals with your money, but also money boss mama and coaching, budget coaching, like, girl, you split 18 ways. If you can make <laughs> it work, like it's because you must love it. It must not yeah. feel so much like work, right? Yeah, not a sacrifice. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on building Thank you. A, a life like this because it's not easy. It's really not. And But that's why I want to get more of these kind of stories up here because it's inspiration for other people hearing to be like, wow, like if Diana could do this old 360 with her life, like, yeah. or I guess 180 because 360 means you're back in the same spot. <laughs> 180 to change your life and completely flip it. Mm -hmm. There is hope for other people to see that and really take it and do put in place the changes that they want in their life as well. It's never too late to make changes to start living differently. Yeah. Any day. Today. That is beautiful. Yes, girl, today. I love it. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and wrap up with where can people find you? And then I'm going to ask you about your money mantra. So if people want to reach out to you, they're like, oh my God, Diana's story was amazing. I'm just, you know, I feel like what she said really hit me. I want to reach out to her. Is it okay if they just like DM you? Should they email you? How should they connect with you? Yeah, I always get DMs um, and I try my best to answer all of them at Muddy Boss Mama on Instagram. Or you can go to moneybossmama.com and uh, fill out the contact form and it'll go straight to my email. And then uh, I always try my best to answer those as well. Nice. Yeah, I always tell people put something in there for, for me to respond to because sometimes I get emails yeah. that be like, oh, you're awesome. I just watched your video and I loved it. I'm like, you think I'm a response? Sometimes I'm, if I like, if I randomly have time, I'll respond. Thank you. That's so sweet. But ask me a question. You know, if you want me yeah. to answer, ask me a question. Okay. Reach out and ask questions. Like, you know, let people know what the purpose is of your note, because I do love to talk to people, but it has to be yeah. for a reason. <laughs> something to so, talk about. Yes. Give me something to talk about. Exactly. Uh, All right. Well, I love that. Definitely. You guys go follow Money Boss Mama on Instagram. I love the content. It's just always quick little tidbits that you post that I really like. Like recently you posted one about um, sinking funds. And I was like, yeah, uh -huh. sinking funds. You know, just like super cute, quick. And then letting people know, watch your video, quick like network updates, um, you know, just like quick things. And it's, it's really great to see you also collaborating with so many other women too. Like I see your little lives. Uh -huh. I'm like, this is amazing. Like that's the type of collaboration we need. So it doesn't feel like we're competing against each other, but we actually uplifting each other and supporting each other's stories. So I really love that. Yes. I love what you're doing. 
because we need that. It's our time to have a seat at the table. Yes, absolutely. I, I definitely, <laughs> definitely hear that. Okay, so now the last thing I like to do on the show is to wrap up with a money mantra. So this is like, I'm going to take a dollar bill and I'm just going to put your picture on it with your money mantra above it. And this is just the, the idea that like every time somebody's about to use money for mm -hmm. anything, for transactions, for, you know, um, you know, budgeting for something or, you know, getting something for somebody else. What is this like message, this larger money message that they should really keep in mind whenever they're making money choices that you think is really, really important and powerful. So I, some people say money mantra, money message, money motto, whatever that thing is, that's really just um, a, kind of like a, yeah, like your mantra about money that you carry with you every time you're making money choices. So for you, what would that money mantra be? Um, I would say if I had to write something down on a dollar bill, it would be, I am a tool. So maybe my money mantra is money is a tool because yes. it is, it's a tool that you use to build the life that you want. So every time you're about to go out and spend something, you need to ask yourself, am I using this as a tool to build the life that I want, the life that I'm envisioning, or am I using this to build someone else's life? Because it's, it's going to go either way, either way. Either it's going to come to you and benefit you, or it's going to go benefit someone else and leave you stuck in the same spot. Yes, I love that. That is so true. I, you know, I also, I think there's something about the word tool too, because you could, you couldn't really do anything with a tool unless you were building something. <laughs> like you could buy a hammer and you're not building anything. What are you going to do with the hammer? You're just going to put it, you're not going to use it. You're going to keep it up in the closet. If you're building something, money is a tool to help you build that. As you're building your life, you have to know what life you want to build before yeah. you just try to make a bunch of money. Like if money is the thing that you're trying to get and you don't know what the money is going to allow you to access or to get with the money, you're, not, you're just chasing money for the wrong reason. It's not yeah. going to be fulfilling. It's not going to mean anything for you. And so it's important to re remember that. Like you're saying, money is just a tool to help you build this bigger thing that you're actually built. That's what really matters. The money is just going to help you get there. Yeah, and I think it makes it less grimy because, you know, we have those money beliefs that money is evil, I don't deserve it, da 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 da, da. No, money is an inanimate object. It's just a tool that you're going to use to build the life, the world that you want to see, you know? Yeah, just I use it that. as a tool. That's so true, especially if you grow up, like, in a family that struggled a lot with money, you tend to have those negative thoughts about money. Yeah. Well, it goes either way. Like, I know some of my family and friends that grew up, like, you know, in the struggle, now they're just money hungry. They're just money yeah. hungry because they never want to be poor again. And then I have yeah. my, uh, like the complete other side of that, where it's people that are like, no, money doesn't mean anything. I have been poor and I was happy. So it's like, at this point, I want to make money to help me access a life that I want to design for myself. But money is not the end goal. It's just going to be a tool that's going to allow me to get to that goal. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That, I love that, that grimy, it's that grimy feeling. You said grimy like three times today. I'm going to, I'm going to take that word and put it in my pocket. Grimy. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, I definitely love that, that quote for the dollar. And I also, I, I just, I wrote it down. I'm not going to forget it is how you remember me is no longer how I am. I love that. I'm going to take that from you. Um, but yeah, this was so great. I'm, I'm so glad I got to learn more about you, learn about your story and that I connected with you beyond just Instagram. So thank you for making the time to chat with me. This was so great. Um, and then, yeah, the last thing I always like to do is just let people know where to follow you, which we already did, which is Money Boss Mama on Instagram. So if there's anything that you're working on, that you're building, that you want to let people know about, go ahead and, and share. 
Yeah, and thank you for bringing me on here. I love this conversation. So if you go to my Instagram and tap the link in my bio, it's going to be the first box that you see that's going to take you to my budget one-on-one coaching waitlist so you can sign up so that you can be the first to know whenever the slots open up because they are limited. Yeah, I mean, girl, you got limited time, so you got a limited limited yeah. slot. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And it's so wonderful to actually finally get to talk to you face-to-face or, you know, computer face-to-face yeah. <laughs> virtually. But anyway, enjoy the rest of your week. Have an amazing, amazing day. And I will connect with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.